Podcast Ellen Meditation, Episode 6. Welcome to the Alien Meditation Podcast, the program where we teach you to connect with your stellar ancestors and empower your spirit with the Andean philosophy. I am Karen Priero, shamanic facilitator, instructor, and founder of the international school Alien Meditation. Access alienmeditation.com to find content and courses that will help in your spiritual growth and your training in holistic therapies. The real problem of the xenophobia. I thought a lot before doing this program to talk about xenophobia because it's a very sensitive topic that can hurt the ego of many people, mainly those who have a very intense nationalist pride. Today, the problem of racism is widely talked about in our society, as well as the problem of homophobia. But today, it's difficult to talk about xenophobia, which is also a problem that affects thousands of people every day. And about xenophobia, I have a bit of experience having visited some countries. I grew up in Colombia, in a family with a mind a little close to new ideas or paradigms. And during my childhood, in the teachings of school, family values, and what I learned every day, I saw that there were many people who believed that their country is the most civilized and the best of all, that the cuisine of their country is the best in the world, that their Spanish accent is the clearest and the best of the world, that they are the most educated and they are the best. But I knew there were many more countries. That's why I never bowed into the idea of extreme nationalist pride. And I always had a curiosity to know other countries, to know what is the characteristics of the country and what makes it special because I consider that each and every country in this world has something very positive and special. For this reason, from the age of 18, I began to travel outside my country. Initially, I traveled to Ecuador, where I stayed six months. As I had said in a previous program, I was in a Hare Krishna farm, and there, I learned many of the costumes of the Ecuadorians. One of the most remarkable experiences I had in that country was when I first arrived. I was on the street buying a soda with a Colombian friend and at that moment a car paced and someone there threw us a balloon full of water on our legs. That balloon burst and our clothes got wet. So we were offended and angry. I took it as an offense and as something personal. Only after six months being in Ecuador and with Ecuadorian friends, I realized that this practice of throwing balloons filled with water 
was not something personal against me, but rather that is a festival that is celebrated every year. At this festival, everyone throws water at each other and have fun. Even in the last days that I was there, I joined the festival and I had a lot of fun. From that experience, I understood that I should try harder to understand the culture of each country and not judge before knowing. Then I went traveling to other countries and I arrived in Brazil, where I was received with great affection because Brazilians are very charismatic people, very attentive and very friendly. And that's how time passed in this beautiful and charismatic country. However, one day I realized that some people around me asked me why I was not returning to my country Bolivia. And what seems curious to me was to see that they didn't ask me where I was from, but that they immediately put me the label of Bolivian citizen on me. In part, it was understandable because at that time there was a lot of migration of Bolivian people because there are many clothing factories in Sao Paulo where they are welcomed to work. That is why many Bolivians came to work in Sao Paulo city. And it seems that in the minds of some Brazilians there was the idea that anyone with a different accent was Bolivian. But I realized that some people, when labeling me as a Bolivian citizen, had a slight pejorative tone. That kind of thing that is very subjective, because in the first place it depends on how the sender of the message transmits his or her words, and in the second place it depends on how the receiver of the message receives the information. Therefore, whether or not I felt negatively labeled depended largely on me. But the problem is that these types of situations happened to me more than once, so I understood that it was not a simple coincidence. In any case, I was not offended, because the country of Bolivia is very beautiful and full of kind and honest people. I see no reason to look down on the people of that beautiful country. I even had an experience when I had an office job in the city of Sao Paulo. I was on a bus, coming home from work. I was so tired. And a girl began to scream in the middle of the bus in despair, saying that someone had stolen her phone. And other people said that the person who stole her cell phone had just got off the bus. Then, a woman who was sitting right next to me, she started screaming, saying that the person who had just got off the bus had characteristics of Bolivian. And she mentioned that that's the things Bolivians come to do in Brazil. When I heard that made me angry, because I have Bolivian friends, and they are all very honest and hardworking. And it didn't seem fair to me that the woman was screaming on the bus with a hateful message toward Bolivians. Then I also raised my voice in the bus 
and said to the lady, Excuse me, but I'm Bolivian. I worked all day and I'm going home tired and exhausted and I don't have the need to steal anything from anyone because I am an honest person. So please respect my compatriots. The woman turned pale and she had no words to answer me. And it was with this that her screams of hatred ceased. And I must emphasize that, just as I put my hands on fire for my Bolivian friends in Brazil, so I will also put my hands on fire for my Brazilian friends in any other country, if I hear that people are speaking ill of them. Because I know that like Bolivians, Brazilians are also honest, hardworking and charismatic. After a while, when I was already in Brazil for many years, many Venezuelans began to migrate. Then, from there, some people no longer labeled me as Bolivian, but as Venezuelan. And that labeling was also loaded with a slight pejorative touch. I felt that this pejorative touch increased mainly with the rise of the extreme right in Brazil. Even in Bolsonaro's presidential campaigns, addressing people from the Workers' Party, a left political movement, in the following way. If you are not happy in Brazil, then go to Venezuela. I honestly do not identify with either the right or the left. But the extreme right is very particular because it's characterized by having followers who generally have extreme fear or concerns for their future and who disguise their insecurity with hate speech. Fear of foreign people supposedly stealing their opportunities, fear of losing their jobs, fear of losing their status, fear of innovating their economy, and they are very conservative people with extreme national pride. I met a Venezuelan girl in Brazil who lived very sad because in her country she conquered the dream of having her own house and had to leave, giving up her house. I hope that when recounting these experiences there is no misunderstanding, as I affirm and reaffirm that Brazilians are very good and charismatic people. Here I am only reporting some acts of xenophobia from some people and that doesn't occur only in Brazil, but also occur in all the world. Most immigrants do not go to another country feeling happy with the idea of stealing jobs or opportunities from the citizens of that country. Rather, they leave their country with great sadness, having to leave their family, their belongings, and everything they had conquered with so much effort. On the other hand, there's a reality in Colombia. In social networks, I have seen cases of Colombians with xenophobia of Venezuelans, and what these xenophobes do not understand is that immigrants are not in their country because they want to, but because they have no other option.
I am going to tell two other very curious experiences that I had on today's topic. The first is that I have a shamanism course where I explain the native knowledge of the native peoples of the American continent. A student who took my shamanism course wrote me very annoyed, saying that he hated the course because I was not a citizen of his country. And he said he hated my accent because it was different. I couldn't believe it when I read that comment. Because it is assumed that if you are taking a shamanism course, it is because you already have in your mind the idea of wanting to understand another culture different from yours, to understand people that has a cultural root completely different from yours. And this student, being displeased with me for the fact that I am not from his country, he only showed to me that he was not prepared to understand shamanism. The second experience is that I had the opportunity to travel to work to Chicago. When I was there, I felt a bit of anxiety because I heard stories from Latinos who said they were going through not very pleasant moments. So I was afraid that at some time someone could see that I was not from there and use that vulnerability against me. However, my experience was very different. Generally, what is here is that whites go against Latinos. But the funny thing is that the only negative experience I had in Chicago was of a Latino going against me. That experience was when I went to a Latin food restaurant. I'm not going to specify which country it was. And there, the waiter who served me perceived that my English is not native. So he wondered where I was from. From that moment, that man was in guard. And he would watch me from time to time while I was eating. It seems like he was afraid that I would run away without pain or something. He looked very anxious. And even before I finished eating, he came to my table very anxious, asking me to pay him. And he was even counting every penny and seeing if the bills I gave him weren't fake. I found that experience very curious, seeing that many times we do not support each other among migrants, but rather that we attack each other. This makes me reflect that if we were more united, we had more empathy and we supported each other more, mainly among migrants, then our difficulties will be mitigated. I wanted to bring this topic up on today's program because even though I'm not talking anything specific about spirituality, the issue has something to do with it. Because spirituality, in the end, is understanding that a person, regardless of nationality, he is my brother, she is my sister. The idea would be not to identify ourselves as Colombians, Brazilians, Chileans or any other country, but rather to identify ourselves as the human fellowship that we are. In the end, if the economy of one country fails, it will affect the neighboring country, and vice versa. We depend on each other, 
and by being united, we will be able to cope with adversity more easily, be stronger together and get up from any fall more quickly. And with this, I close this episode. Thank you very much for your time and attention. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share it and subscribe so that this content reaches more people that can benefit from it. See you in the next episode. Bye.